goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our Thursday edition of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. If you want to be part of the program today, 800 800- 848-WABC is the number to call. Of course, there is, as always, is the case, more news, more things going on in this country than we will have time to run through thoroughly, but we will do our best. Today is also Thursday, which means I have another chance to speak with my good friend, Andrew Giuliani. Over events in the news. Uh, of course, the vote that took place on October 3 is still with us. There is a story today Newsweek Senators warn bipartisan vote to oust McCarthy makes Congress more partisan than ever. The ramifications of ousting the Speaker and creating uncertainty in the House is Congress. Faces November 17 shutdown deadline, the unprecedented move could have lasting implications on bipartisanship in Washington and the willingness of lawmakers to work across the aisle. It's an absolute shame in the United States that basically the political crime is working with the other side said Democrat Senator Joe Manchin. It's unbelievable. It's simply unbelievable. Well, this is the criticism that Kevin McCarthy got tossed out because he worked with Democrats to come up with this large spending bill, this CR, this clean CR. And, of course, the critics, oh, my goodness, oh, no. It's so hard if you work with Democrats, if you work with Democrats. Now look what happens to you. Oh, no. Those, those little, that little number of Republicans will get mad at you and toss you out of office. Well, I have a question for all of you that believe this. When have Democrats ever worked with Republicans on something that the Republican base wants? The problem with Kevin McCarthy working with Democrats is that he gave Democrats what they wanted. He did not give his own party what the what the, the people that send Republicans to Washington have expectations. And once again, those expectations were ignored. And so it is understandable that Republicans would be upset about it. Now. 
Let me give you an example of that. 86%, there's a TIPP poll today, an INITIPP poll. You can find it at the Daily BS. The government narrowly avoided closing after Congress came to a last-minute short-term political deal to keep it open for another 45 days. So, TIPP poll. The national online poll, 1,378 Americans. That is a great sample size for those of you who know polling. Ask respondents two questions. The national debt has exceeded $33 trillion. What do you believe bears the prime? Who do what do you believe bears the primary responsibility for this situation? 66%. voted excessive government spending. 13% thought it was not enough taxes, insufficient taxation. Another 11% blamed slow economic growth. 9% were not sure. The largest number of people, and this has to, has to include, as they say in the headlines, most Democrats believe that the government is spending too much money. What were the Republicans seeking? They were trying to curtail some of this spending. They are in line with what the American people want. But Kevin McCarthy chose to work with Democrats to deliver the exact opposite. Now, usually that goes unnoticed in Washington. But this time you had this group of Democrats, some of them, and you had enough votes from a few members of the Republican caucus to hold Kevin McCarthy accountable for that. Now, you may think it's bad politics. You may think that this was not the time to get rid of your leader. You may not like uh, 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 Matt Getz. And believe me, my prediction about what was going to happen to Matt Getz is already unfolding. Already. That day, I I, I put a a post on Twitter. I said, listen, and I am paraphrasing my own post. I said, you know what? He crossed the establishment. He is going to be... Matt Getz's career as we know it is going to be changed. They will do everything they can to go after him now. And that is bearing fruit. But here's, let's get back to this. Joe Manchin, it's unbelievable you can't work with the other side. It's unbelievable that that's a crime. No, working with the other side isn't a crime. Working only for Democrat, Democrats always winning because Republicans kiss their butts, that has become a political crime. And Republicans shouldn't apologize for it. The vast number of American people indicated by the TIPP poll say, hey, cut spending. What do they do? They don't cut spending. And you can go along every issue. Most people across this country want this immigration issue to be dealt with. They refuse to do it. Most Americans, most, want these problems at the border to be solved. They want the problems with this out-of-control spending to be dealt with. So when Republicans work with Democrats to achieve the exact opposite of what the people that sent them to Washington, D.C., sent them for, 
Yeah, it's a problem, Joe Manchin. And notice, you never, ever try to think about this. Those of you who are political junkies, think about this. When is the last time that you ran across a story where Democrats crossed the aisle to work with Republicans for something that Republicans had as a key agenda item? When is the last time that happened? I would ask you, when is the first time that it happened? You don't see that too much in Washington, D.C. Republicans will bend over, grab the ankles, go along with whatever Democrats want to do to keep them out of trouble, as they put it, with with the mainstream press. Mainstream press in this country? Oh, government shutdowns are bad. Government shutdowns are terrible. We can't have the government shutting down. So Republicans go timid, put the tail between the legs, grab the ankles. We can't have a government shutdown. It's terrible. We'll get blamed. The the New York Times will blame us. The Washington Post will blame us. NBC, ABC, CBS News will blame us. And they run scared. The American people overwhelmingly want this spending crisis dealt with. You don't have real leadership. What you have is this willingness to please the press. Kevin McCarthy is like every other descendant, or was, of the speakership that we've had since Denny Hastert. Go down the list. Denny Hastert. John Boehner, Paul Ryan, and now Kevin McCarthy, all on the same ilk, make deals with the Democrats so that you can stay out of trouble with the mainstream press, go out and do some fundraising. Oh, Miss Churchill just weighed in. Clinton's impeachment, absolutely. They cut the deal there. That was Arlen Specter at the last minute. Citing Scottish law to make sure that Bill Clinton would stay in office. And you can go time and time again and see where Republicans literally grab their ankles, bend over, stick it to me, daddy, and then, oh, excuse me, that's terrible. Politically speaking, politically speaking only. Republicans just, 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 never mind what the people want who sent you. Just do terrible things to the people that sent you here. Don't cut spending. Let Bill Clinton hang around. Don't investigate Benghazi. I'm going to get in trouble with a few of you here now because I know a lot of you used to love watching uh, Trey Gowdy on TV every time he'd go on Fox. Oh, there's Trey Gowdy. Oh, there's Trey Gowdy. Just like all the other Republicans, Trey Gowdy would go out on TV. We're going to get to the bottom of this Benghazi thing. I'm a federal, I'm a former prosecutor. I'm a former prosecutor. We're going to get to the 
bottom of it. Lindsey Graham goes on Fox News all the time. Oh, we're going to have hearings and we're going to get underneath. We're going to find out what really happened here. You pick the issue. Nothing ever happened. They slow walked the investigation on Benghazi. Nobody was ever, ever, ever held accountable for it. And you can go down the list. You can go down the list through the Obama presidency. Whether it was that gun deal that they made, that gun running deal, Fast and Furious, whether it was Benghazi, whether it's Hillary Clinton's freaking emails and her dealing with classified documents, nothing ever happens. Republicans get nothing done that their people want done. And then when they do make these deals with Democrats, we all say all the time Republicans shake their head, gee, I wish these Republicans would have a spine. Gee, I wish Republicans would do this. Gee, I wish... They used to call, I stopped taking the calls on Rush Limbaugh's program when I was called screener because I, when, when people, I know it was terrible. I apologize. I'm getting that was a terrible anal- analogy. I, it was a political analogy. I didn't mean anything other than that. I retract the words. It was terrible. I should have come up with a better analogy. And I, am, I apologize if I offended anyone with that horrid political analogy. Anyway, I'm getting text messages. You, what has become of you? That was terrible, James. It is the frustration. That's what's become of me. I was saying, I used to get, I stopped taking these calls because Rush would get furious. And I said, I am not going to keep giving him calls with the same thing. They would go, Rush, what's the matter with the Republican Party? Rush, why don't Republicans do this? Why don't Republicans? As soon as it starts off with, why don't Republicans? I stop taking the calls because there's no answer. Why don't Republicans stand up for us? This has been going on for 30 years. 30 years of Republicans grabbing the ankles. And Republicans are furious. And that's why. Now, do not think, because I have not weighed in on what I think of Matt Getz on purpose. And I'm not going to. I'm just covering the politics of it. Do not think that the people, you people in Washington, D.C., do not make the mistake of thinking that Matt Getz is viewed as some kind of idiot outside of Washington, D.C. He is not. Matt Getz is being looked at as someone, finally, a Republican is standing up to them. That's the way that the vast majority of Republicans in the heartland of America, see Matt Getz. Finally, somebody sticking their word, sticking to their word for us. Now, Republicans are furious at him, and I predicted that. The Hill. GOP aims fire at Getz after McCarthy ouster. Republicans are aiming their fire. At, Re- at Representative Matt Getz after the congressman staged the successful effort to oust Kevin McCarthy. If Kevin had been doing the people's business that sent him there, do you think Matt Getz would have ever had a chance? And yes, it was only eight Republicans. Do you think you would have had eight Republicans stand up to a speaker? No. Shocked Republicans. This is also in The Hill. Shocked Republicans look to pick up the pieces post-McCarthy. 
They're shocked because something for a change actually happened after they stabbed their own voters in the back. They're so used to stabbing their own Republican constituents in the back and then walking over their bodies until they get a chance to come stab them in the back again. That's the way business is done in Washington. Well, this time, after the Republicans stabbed their own constituents in the back, somebody pulled the rug out of the leadership. And that's what's got them all upset. And, oh, here's the other one, Politico. GOP knives out for Nancy Mace. Seven of the eight Republicans who voted to sink Kevin McCarthy's speakership were longtime conservative critics. There was one unexpected rebel who was McCarthy's allies say committed the worst betrayal of them all. Representative Nancy Meath triggered audible gasp on the House floor when she joined seven hardliners in torpedoing McCarthy during Tuesday's historic ouster vote. And it goes on and on. As long as you screw the Republican voters, you're okay. You stick up for Republican voters, now the Republican knives are turned on you. Birthday today, Bob Geldof. Irish singer, songwriter, actor and political activist. Boom Tom Rats, 1979. I don't like Mondays. Of course, Geldof was the rising, the driving force behind the Live Aid concert. Damn right he was. Yeah. WABC. 800-848-WABC is the number 800-848-9222. Hey, if you disagree with me on any of this analysis, please free, feel free to call. And again, I apologize for that horrible political analogy. I forgive you both. Thank you. We're coming back right after this. The Telex machine is kept so clean and it types to a waiting world. A mother feels so shocked, father's world is rocked, and the thoughts turn to their own little girl. Sweet. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Rush. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Two thousand eight pink. Was it number one with this one? Stayed there for about three weeks. (laughs) 
<laughs> so what is the name of the song, of course? Here's an example of how they're going after Getz. This is in the uh, Daily Mail today. GOP Senator Mark Wayne Mullen accuses McCarthy ouster Matt Getz of showing colleagues videos of girls he had sex with and bragging about taking e- erection dysfunction, uh, d- 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 whatever it is, ED medicine with energy drinks to go all night. So this is the headline. Mark Wayne Mullen, represents Ohio, uh, Oklahoma, says that Getz used to share video footage of the women he slept with. Notice the headline said girls. And what does girls make you think? The story, it says women he slept with. In the final months of the Trump administration, the Justice Department began an investigation into allegations that Getz had trafficked a 17-year-old for sex. They're bringing that up again. There was nothing ever proven about it. But here we go. This is just the opening salvo. I am telling you, over the next few months, you watch what they do to Matt Get And perhaps Nancy Mace. We'll see if they forgive Nancy Mace. But they are not going to ever the establishment. You hear Mr. Newt out there. You hear Newt Gingrich out there. Expel him from the house. Expel him. Banish him. Let's banish him from D.C. He doesn't deserve to smell the same swamp air as the rest of us. Banish him. These people. All right. Donald Trump news. Let's see. Uh, The judge there. Issued an order, you know, from transferring his assets, Donald Trump, without informing a court monitor. This is in this Letitia James phony trial that's going on in New York. So now Trump needs a a monitor to mind his own businesses. Meanwhile, President Trump has urged the federal judge to toss out the indictment against him for allegedly conspiring to block the results of the 2020 election. They argue that the president at the time, he was acting within the legal boundaries at the heart of our system of government. It's a 46-page filing. We'll see what we will do. And in the documents case, Donald Trump is asking that that be delayed again until after the elections take place. We shall see. Curtis Lee was sent me a story today that should be alarming to each and every single New Yorker. Thank you, Curtis. New York City struggling to contain rising tuberculosis cases. (gasps) What? Say what? Yeah, we're not back in cowboy times. You know, with the tuberculosis. Every time I hear the tuberculosis now, I think about, uh, what's his name? The Wyatt Earp movie with Doc Holliday. Poor old Doc Holliday dying of tuberculosis. But anyway... Listen to the way that this begins. It'll tug your heart. The understaffed agency. Oh, the poor agency. They don't have enough people. The understaffed agency charged with monitoring tuberculosis in New York is struggling to respond to new cases, fueling fears of a resurgent decades after the nation got TB under control. The city has confirmed about 500 cases 
of active tuberculosis so far this year, an increase of roughly 20% from the same time last year. And then they tell you that uh, a New York situation is concerning but unsurprising to some experts, given the widespread disinvestment in efforts to control. In other words, you haven't been spending enough of your government money. Now, I ask any of you, why do you think, why do you think, why do you think we are seeing a resurgence of tuberculosis in New York City? It's a simple question. We have to take a break. When we get back, Andrew Giuliani joins us. We're going to get to your telephone calls, so stay on the line if you're on hold. On this date, 1973, Elton John, Sir Elton John, wasn't a sir then, released his seventh studio album, this one, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Most of the music for this album composed in three days. Elton John was uh, hanging out the plink, the pink flamingo in Kingston, Jamaica. And two and a half weeks, Bernie Toppin, amazing lyricist, had done the lyrics to the album. This is Elton John's best-selling album, over 30 million copies sold. Banished. Banish him. Send him beyond the yellow brick road. Send him with the flying monkeys. And the boomtown rats. Get him out of the swamp. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. The Rush Hour is on the air. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Rush. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Oh, man, oh, man. I love this song. Some call me the Gangster of Love. It's Steve Miller, born today, 1943. Some people call me Maurice. American singer, guitarist, songwriter Steve Miller. People talk about me, baby. 1974. This was number one. Well, don't you worry, baby, don't worry. Cause I'm right here, right here, right here, right here at home. 
my center. I play my music in the sun. The Steve Miller Band, Steve Miller. Andrew Giuliani is on the line with us. My man, Andrew. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You know, I thought that was very appropriate considering you and I are going to talk about the FBI because Christopher Ray should be called the Joker. This guy is an absolute joke. And sadly, what we're seeing out of the Department of Justice, there are a whole lot of jokers that are presidentially appointed over there as well. Wow, Andrew, great. Now, listen, this story I talked about briefly yesterday, it is was an exclusive story in Newsweek. The FBI is now targeting Trump followers. They have created a new category of extremists. And that category of extremists at the FBI are Donald Trump's army of MAGA followers. This is not inconsequential. Andrew, I, you're too young. You weren't even born, I don't think, when, when, this, you weren't, when this happened. Or maybe you weren't. Um, I remember the outrage, the sheer outrage, when it was discovered that Richard Nixon had kept an enemies list in the White House. The left was so outraged that the President of the United States would have an enemies list and on it have the names of some journalists that were hostile to him that it became one of the impeachment charges against him. Yeah. Now, we have an administration that has targeted voters, American yeah. citizens, because they support his opponent. And the FBI is being used to call those people domestic terrorists. What do you think the implications of this are? Well, you're right. The Nixon years predate me, but I have to tell you, when I look at this, I think it's kind of amazing that the Antifas of the world, the BLMs of the world, when you think about some of the groups that started so many of these riots in the summer of 2020, that literally took over square blocks, I mean, almost square miles of cities in the Pacific Northwest. They're not the ones that the Federal Bureau of Investigation is after. No, no, they're not, because guess what? They're politically aligned with this current administration. They are trying to claim that Trump supporters are terrorists, so that way they can spy on them. They want to spy on anybody, anybody who disagrees with their agenda, with this powerful push right here. And you're absolutely right. It's extremely scary, and I think that's a really, really good analogy that you make in looking at this. And the fact that the mainstream media is going to give this a pass, and I would even say not even give this a pass, they're going to actually champion a lot of this and saying that's exactly what the Federal Bureau of Investigation should be doing, calling Biden's political opponents terrorists because uh, that's uh, it's, it's very scary here, Bo. And, and, and the truth is, you and I continue as, as we talk through the issues that go on. I, I listen to you and, and hear and talking through the issues of the day. It's very difficult to figure out how America comes to a place where law enforcement is championed to go and spy on their political opponents in Washington, D.C. It's why I think the FBI, I think the FBI needs to be dismantled. And again, this is not uh, an indictment on most of the agents. I think most of the agents are pretty good. But that seventh floor of the FBI, it's so corrupt that I don't know if it can be saved at this point, to be honest. Well, I'm going to just add to my criticism of this. This is not anything new to me. 
Yeah. Um, Andrew, during the Clinton years, Bill Clinton specifically tried to target talk radio. He tried to target Rush Limbaugh because at that time, Rush Limbaugh was a national voice that mm-hmm. was speaking and openly galvanizing the American public against Bill Clinton's policy just by the discussion of issues. When the Oklahoma City bombing happened, Bill Clinton gave a speech in which he pretty much, without naming Rush by name, said that these angry voices were the cause of it. Um, and he quickly had to backtrack. Then you move forward to the Obama administration. Janet Napolitano, Homeland uh, Security, they issued a report saying that veterans coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan should be considered as recruitable, as domestic terrorists. And they also listed... Yes, and they had to backtrack on that. Now they're out saying, oh, see, she was right. When we started talking about all these right-wing terrorists, they, we were right. They have been trying to criminalize and demonize anybody in the opposition of liberalism or liberal administrations as enemies of this state going back to the Clinton years, each successive Democrat administration without fail has tried to do this. So this, to me, is an extension of what they've been trying to do. And thanks to what happened on January 6th now, they're claiming they have a legitimate right to target Trump supporters and label them and and MAGA. Yeah. MAGA. MAGA followers. These people are domestic terrorists. It's it's beyond scary. And, uh, you know, the thing, though, and and you brought up uh, Bill Clinton and obviously what he'd said about Russia and backtracking, that's because you, at the time, and look, we, we know at the time the media was left of center and certainly was championing the Clinton administration policies, um, but they have gone so far left and they have looked at Trump as the excuse to be able to express these views and saying, you know what, normally we wouldn't say the FBI could go after political opponents like this, but because it's Trump and because Trump is an existential, thre- existential threat to America, we're going to do this, and we're going to champion in the pages of the Washington Post and the New York Times. So I wonder, I don't think there's going to be any kind of backtrack or any kind of push from the mainstream media at all here. Um, and to be honest, I don't think this is even going to be covered. And if it is covered, it'll be in the editorial pages saying the FBI is doing the right job. And that's the scary part. And that's when we talk about this marriage between the current administration and the media. And look, there was definitely a marriage between the Clinton administration and the media. We know there was a love affair between Obama and the media. But this has gotten to such a degree that I think it's seeping such distrust not just in our government in America, as we're seeing in Washington, D.C. right now on both sides of the aisle, but specifically in the media, that you have to wonder, you know, when are the breaking points? What what are the breaking points of Americans? Uh, Andrew, I think absolutely right. And let me switch gears with you and throw this at you, Andrew. um, Biden, Biden regime finally sees the light on border wall, but Trump says the terrorists are already here. As you know, over the last 24 hours, after consistently telling us that there was no crisis at the border, there was no crisis anywhere, oh, we've got it under control. In fact, um, that, that press gal for, uh, for Biden has never acknowledged, she tried to blame it all on Republicans, all the issue, all the issues at the border were Trump's issues. Now, all of a sudden, overnight, 
the Democrat Party under Joe Biden is switching gears. Biden regime finally sees the light on both border wall. No, what they finally saw were the polling numbers that are coming in that are that are saying Americans want a solution and they are sick of this. What is happening at these borders is my take. What's your take on this? Uh, my take is Hunter Biden must have a con- uh, construction company or something like that, and he's going to get 20% of whatever money goes into it. That's my take, because to do a reversal like this, it's unbelievable, right? I mean, the Biden, for, uh, the Biden family probably has to be profiting from this. No, they're probably not profiting this, but you never know. You're absolutely right. It is the polling numbers. They see how unpopular this is, and it's beyond ridiculous at this point. It's It's unbelievable, and you just had Mayor Adams saying, no, we want open borders at the same time. So they can't even get on the right page from the mayor of New York to the president of the United States. And it seems like the Biden administration is now saying, "Okay, we are going to build a wall. And the mayor, which has a migrant crisis here in New York City, is saying we still want open borders. What the heck is going on in the Democratic Party here, Bo? What's going on? I, I don't know. Insanity is prevailing. Okay, now let me just get your take. I didn't ask you about this, but what's your take on the events that took place in Washington, D.C. earlier this week, the historic event with Kevin McCarthy being ousted as Speaker of the House? Yeah, look, uh, I got to know Matt Gates as I was down in Washington, D.C., and and I think he's a brilliant guy. Um, I look at it this way, though. I, I, I look forward to the point where the Speaker of the House is a position that is you know, understood to be a compromise position. I think that it's not Republicans that did this. It's Democrats. You go back to Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi was one of the most radical leftists as a speaker than anybody you've ever seen. The only thing that made her look somewhat moderate is the fact that you had socialists that were elected in 2018, that people actually came in that were elected left of her. So I understand where Matt Gates is coming on this because he's looking and saying, you know what? If we continue to compromise, compromise, compromise on this with a party, the Democratic Party, that's going further and further left, then our compromises are going to be more left, more left, more left. And that's why in 27 years, we haven't been able to actually have a budget, which you outlined so well in your show was yesterday or two days ago. Look, is this 100 percent the right move? I'm not 100 percent sure that it is. Um, And I don't think McCarthy is the, the whole reason for why for the problems in D.C. But I think Matt Gates and I think there are some other conservatives that are starting to say, no, you know what? We elected you to come to Washington, D.C. to restore our values. And we're not going to compromise at this moment with socialists. So I understand where he's coming from on this as controversial as he may be. And I'm very glad earlier you highlighted the fact that they're bringing up these allegations again, unproven and uncharged allegations on Gates. Well done. Thank you, Andrew. It is always a pleasure, my man, to speak with you. I look forward to chatting up with you next Thursday. Andrew Giuliani, ladies and gentlemen, with Bo Snurley as part of our Thursday Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Put it on your calendar. It's always worth the listen. Andrew, you're brilliant, and I appreciate you spending the time with us, my friend. Thank you as always, Bo. You're the best. Temptations, ladies and gentlemen, on WABC. Sad day in music. One of the founding members of the Temptations, this voice, Eddie Kendricks. I met him. Eddie Kendricks of the Temptations died young man, age 52, lung cancer. Lead voice on this one. 
one of the Temptations' early huge hits. And then, this one was the last hit that he recorded with the Temptations while before he went solo. By that point, David had left. Remains one of the most beautiful, iconic records of the era. Still sounds so wonderful. Just my imagination. When we come back, you have telephone calls for the rest of the program. On WABC, Bosner Least Rush Hour. Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 1961. David Bryson, guitarist with Counting Crows, was born. A 1994 hit, Mr. Jones. Counting Crows. And you know what happened this day, 1962? The day the world changed. The Beatles released this one, their debut single. The Beatles. On W.A. Beatles C. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, presents Rapid Phones. Joanne, we start with you on the telephones today on Rapid Phones. What is on your mind? Hi. Yes, how are you, Bo? Um, I just want to uh, thank you, first of all, for your music, uh, everything that you say, and you, all these little tidbits. And yesterday, I took Janice Joplin, that, because that, uh, I know you know I was doing that time and i put sometimes i take it i put your information on my facebook you know as information for the day start my day like that and i don't tell them it comes from you though you know what i mean oh but that's okay i love it you don't mind if you and listen it's oh it's great stuff you you know your stuff and i love it your music i love it uh that's number one number two i just want to say this real quick and i'll be brief that uh, i totally agree with you with matt gate reference to matt gates and i and i love i love little giuliani there i love him too he's a good guy andrew I listened to yep. him too on a Sunday. I love him. Uh, so I totally agree with you guys. I think, however, I think, and not that it matters, we're in the minority, though. I know that. You know that. And I even think the great one there, Mark Levin, he's like all, all excited and upset about it. But I totally agree with you. I think you, you're spot on with it, and I love it. And thank you. And that's all I want to say to you. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. 
Joseph in Hamilton, New Jersey, you're up next. Hi, can you hear me, Bo? I hear you just fine. Right to your point, Joseph. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, I'm listening to Rush since the 80s, I believe it was. I mean, I'm 64 now, so my memory isn't the greatest. I don't know if you were with him then, but he brought up issues like this, exactly like this, where conservatives and uh, where the leftists were relentless in terms of coming at us with everything they could think of. And now this, as domestic terrorists, they're looking to kill conservatives. They really are. They want to have so much power that they'll go to the point of out-and-out murder because war isn't murder, but killing somebody indiscriminately because they, they don't agree with you, that's murder. And this let, me just amend, let, let me just amend this. One of the things that Rush said, and at the time I didn't understand, he said they want to basically outlaw elections. And you look at what's happening now. This idea that if you are a MAGA supporter, you are a domestic terrorist, with what they're trying to do, you can't talk about elections without now that being criminalized. What Rush said, and all the things that Rush said, make so much sense. Thank you, Joseph. Robert, in Brooklyn, New York, you're up next on Rapid Phones. Yeah, just a few points. Number one is, yes, why don't Republicans stand up for us? Well, you know, Matt Gates pointed out a lot of these Republicans are taking money from lobbyists and whatever. Another thing is people are pointing out, well, these are only eight Republicans, and they're 221. What could be such a few people the right to determine? Well, guess what? A lot of people might have been unhappy, but only these eight had the guts to risk their career and being crucified. Now they're begging for money. Gates is sending out a tweet asking to donate to him and the other seven. And the, the, Nancy Mays is talking about being thrown off committees. So uh, now another point is Thomas Massey. He pointed out that he would not, he would not let Trump become speaker. Now, regardless of how serious that is, Thomas Massey is just illustrative. A lot of these Republicans who are not part of MAGA. And you know what? If they're going to treat the aide and the other Republicans, and they're going to treat us so bad, maybe they should just split off and form their own caucus. And, you know, we don't uh-huh. have to have only two parties. And maybe let me tell you people- something. Let, let me tell you something. And I'm going to cut you there because it's rapid phones. I want to get some other people in. Also, I have to remind people. 77, it's time to go. 77 WABC listeners, join us all on October 20th at 77 WABC and Ramsey Mazda Back the Blue with special programming all day. To all you police officers everywhere, we thank you for your honor, your dedication as you protect and serve. You can download the 77 WABC app and listen all day. That's October 20th as we Back the Blue. With that... Oh, so many calls I wanted to get to that I couldn't. Tomorrow's another day. We'll try. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for your being here with me and allowing me to be with you. God willing, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Same time, same station. Keep it here. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.